Thank you, choir, for the beautiful music. And Chanju, thank you for filling in. Uh, until we find a new accompanist, uh, pianist, uh, Chanju will uh, help us out. And John, welcome to the choir back. Welcome back. Uh, and Simon, new pianist for a praise team. <laughs> You're busy. <laughs> he just did the wedding in the morning and uh, run here and as of last Wednesday, uh, Lent has begun. Last Wednesday is called Ash Wednesday. Lent is a period of 40 days before the Easter, and it is a season of remembering Jesus' suffering and death and his love for us. It is time to prepare ourselves to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is time to appreciate God's love for us, and also it is time to think about what it means to follow Jesus' footsteps. So Lent time is a kind of time to uh, reflect on our spiritual aspect of our lives. So many people do different things during this uh, Lent time. Some people give up something that they love and they like. And some people make new resolutions for their spiritual life. Some people set aside time uh, for special prayer. So a lot of people do uh, different things during this Lent. So I think it is important for us to feel the season. Life has seasons, like a, a spring, summer, winter. Uh, there is season of life. And this is Lenten season. It's, uh, important for us to feel the season and uh, live according to that season. There's seasons for working and seasons for resting. Seasons for celebrating and seasons for reflecting. So during this season of Lent, we reflect on the spiritual aspect of our lives. We have many different aspects, social aspects, uh, uh, financial aspect, or all other, other aspects, but there's also spiritual aspect. So during Lent time, I think it's important for us to focus on uh, spiritual aspect of our lives. Today's passage is about giving, praying, and fasting. How appropriate. Giving, praying, and fasting. We need to cultivate these things as spiritual discipline for our lives. And the Jewish people in Jesus' time, they did all these three, giving, praying, and fasting. So I'd like to reflect with you today about these three spiritual disciplines. First, about giving. Giving, I think, is a very, very important aspect of our uh, lives, not only as a Christian, as a human being. Giving is a pillar of good life. So Jewish people took this giving very seriously. Even now, Jewish people give a lot. Uh, United, uh, in the uh, U.S., they studied uh, the uh, group of people and uh, under the household income, under 50,000, they studied all of them. Jewish people, 
they uh, give 60 percent uh, of peop, uh, people whose household income is under 50,000 uh, a year, they give 60 percent. That's quite higher than uh, other uh, population, other uh, uh, ethnic groups. So giving is embedded in uh, Jewish people. It's a part of their religion, part of their culture. So they think of giving as very important aspect of their lives. It is embedded in them. They believe that it's God, God commanded uh, them to live a life of giving. This is what God said. Since there will never cease to be some in need on, earth, on the earth, I therefore command you, open your hand to the poor and needy neighbor in your land. I think giving is a beautiful life. I value those who give at quite high level. It is a sign of blessed life. There are many people in North America who, uh, uh, who are philanthropists. They give huge money, big money, for the sake of helping those who need their help. We should incorporate giving as part of our lives. You should budget it, not only when situations arise, but in your day, a monthly budget, you should put giving as part of your uh, uh, budget and part of your life. Giving does so much good for us. It teaches us to be generous. You know, generosity is hard to come by. It is hard to cultivate uh, generosity. And also it is a very, very important uh, personality or quality of a person. Being uh, the generous person uh, is a, uh, like a bigger person and that, uh, it is hard to cultivate it. But by practicing giving, we can cultivate generosity. When we, uh, when we practice giving, somehow we experience the abundance of life. It is strange. When you give, you may think that you have less money but somehow, when you give, you experience abundance of life. The people who are taking all the time, they always somehow live a life uh, with shortage. But people who give generously, somehow they always have more than enough left. They, they live abundant life. So when you give, you, become, you don't become less. You become more. So I hope that all of us learn to uh, appreciate the art uh, of giving. It's like the widow who gave her last meal to Elijah. Her, her jar never became empty. Always somehow it was filled up. I think life is like that. When you give, you will never feel uh, short and empty, somehow you'll be filled. Your life will be filled again. And also, it also keeps us from 
falling into the temptation of greed. Greed is one of the worst evil that we face. But giving helps you not to fall into the temptation of greed. It is a good way to protect yourself from materialism. As the exercise does good to your body, the exercise of giving does good to your soul. I notice that people who are giving generously, they are generally happy. Somehow I see a lot of room in their lives and a lot of smiles, happy faces. And that's what giving does. When we start living a life of giving, we become happier. So I want, if you haven't done that during this Lent time, I uh, hope that you can think about this uh, practice of giving seriously and then uh, actually uh, live it out, uh, practice it, and see how your life may change through the lifestyle of giving. Secondly, prayer. Prayer was also very important spiritual discipline for Jewish people in Jesus' time. Typical Jews, they prayed three times a day. Uh, when sun rises, they prayed. At three o'clock in the afternoon, they prayed. And also in the evening when sun sets, uh, they prayed. They put that into part of the, the rhythm, rhythm of their lives. I think they are very, very wise. I think it is good. They, they use uh, both, uh, uh, I mean, Jesus uh, used that pattern too. Three times a day, Jesus prayed. But in addition to that, Jesus went alone uh, into the mountain to pray. We need time to be alone. Uh, the busier you get, the more you need to be alone. And that's why Martin Luther, the reformist, he said, when I get busier, I increase my prayer time. So the busier you get, you need more time to be with God. Prayer is being connected with God, being connected with God. Otherwise, you realize, without realizing it, you realize that you're flowing, you're just being drifted into the worldly things. You start enjoying the worldly things. And then you get the uh, joy out of it. And the spirituality becomes in the background. And then you enjoy so much of this worldly things. And you don't know why, but you get drift into that. And then at the end, all that is left is stress, frustration, worries, you get drift, drifted into that kind of lifestyle. You need to be connected with God. You need to incorporate the prayer in, uh, into your lives. That's why I'm sending you uh, inner voice every day. Every day I send you the inner voice so that you can incorporate. You may not pray three times a, a day, but at least once a day you use that inner voice so that you can incorporate that uh, into your, your life to be alone, to be quiet, to think about your life, yourself, and the world that you live in. 
And think about uh, uh, what you feel, what, what is important to you, things like that. Last Friday, I got this email. And then last Friday, my inner voice was on true fasting. And this person sent an email to me. Reverend, I'm going to, during this Lent time, I'm going to uh, fast one meal a day and save that money and give to uh, Ukraine uh, for the situation. I mean, that person uh, is using that inner voice to actually practice uh, his spiritual life. Jewish people used Shema and Tefillah. These are two kind of uh, uh, prayer form. They use Shema and Tefillah. In the morning, they use both. And in the afternoon, they use only uh, Tefillah. And in the evening, in the, like in the morning, they use both uh, Shema and Tefillah. It is important to have a system of prayer. Not only when you feel like it, just make it as a routine of your life. Like coming to uh, church on Sunday is part of your routine, part of your rhythm. In the same way, every day you incorporate prayer as part of your life. You need to give break to your mind and to your soul. We need to be reconnected with God daily. It is important for us to think about these things and be mindful. There are people that you care to pray for, like your children, like people who are sick, like people who are having difficult time in life. You hear stories of people suffering and you come and pray. There are things uh, that you need to pray for. And then there are people that you care to pray for. Especially these days. We really need your time. You, you need prayer. But the world that we live in, this world needs our prayer. People are dying and fleeing from the war zone. More than one million people are refugees. They have no place. They lost their home and friends and family members. They are lost. They, they kept saying, we don't want war. But when you come, you'll see our face, not our back. We have to fight. But a lot of people left. A lot of people left. Gas price already went up. Food price will go up soon. I mean, gas price these days, you fill up more than 100 bucks. And then with this, not only with that, but uh, food price will go up. Countries like Turkey and Egypt, they depend on Ukraine and Russia for 70% of their wheat. Now they won't have wheat. The food shortage is a, was a big problem already before uh, this war. 
during COVID time, there was a lot of food, sh uh, food shortage in Africa and, and everywhere in the world. Now, it's going to be much, much more serious. And then nuclear plant was bombed. Another Chernobyl that we could have had experienced. Luckily, uh, we were okay. But who knows? This is a time to pray. If you don't pray now, when do we pray? This world needs our prayer. Third aspect of spiritual discipline is fasting. Giving and praying, some people do. But fasting, not many people do. But the discipline of fasting uh, is a very important part of spiritual discipline. Food is a great source of temptation. We eat without thinking. We consume too much. All kinds of diseases come from consuming too much food. By fasting, we appreciate how valuable food is. When we don't fast, we don't recognize how valuable the food that we are taking every day. By fasting, we keep ourselves from overindulging. Fasting is to recognize that it is God who sustains us, not food. When Jesus fasted, Satan tempted him. And Jesus said, simply, we do not live by bread alone. Food is important, but Satan cannot tempt Jesus with food. When we fast, what we are doing is we don't let the body dictate us. We don't let the body to control us. We control the body. We don't listen to every nagging of our body. Fasting doesn't have to be complete starvation. So whenever we think about fasting, they think about only complete starvation, so they don't even do it. I mean, you have to use it creatively. It is you who are doing uh, the practice of fasting. Sometimes you can cut down the portion. Sometimes you can cut down certain uh, types of food. And you can uh, take a certain period uh, for fasting. You, you have to find your own way of doing fasting uh, discipline. Instead of paying attention to body's attention, body's demand, you give your whole attention to God. That's what fasting does. And also in hunger, we identify with those who are hungry in the world. We can think of injustice in this world. Instead of indulging and complaining, we are in solidarity with those who are suffering. That was the inner voice that I sent last Friday. It was from Isaiah. Is not this the fast that I choose to lose the bonds of injustice, to undo the things of the yoke, 
to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke. That's a true fasting. Giving, praying, and fasting. These are very, very important spiritual disciplines that help our life greatly. But we need to be careful here. These practices do not make you any superior to other people. We don't do these things to show off or to feel more important than others. Once you start doing that, it becomes ugly. Beautiful principles and beautiful disciplines and beautiful spirituality turns into ugly things. This is what Jesus said. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. When we use our piety to show off, we lose the value of these beautiful spiritual practices. You're turning meaningful spiritual practices into tools for your own social recognition. When we do these practices with the right attitude, they become treasures. But when we use them for our own credits, they become ugly piety that turns people off. Show off your spiritual disciplines is like storing up treasures on earth. These are these three principles of treasures. But when you do that to show up, you're storing these treasures on earth. This was what Jesus said. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. This church, I don't think he meant about money. It's a spiritual practice. I mean, he was talking about three spiritual practice and at the end he's talking about this. So these treasures, if you do it to show up, it's like storing uh, them up uh, on earth. But when we do that, focusing on God, you are storing these treasures in heaven. Jesus also said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So when we give Pray and fast. Where is your heart? Is your heart on people who see you or on God? When we do these things with the right attitude, they become treasures and treasures stored up in heaven. So during this uh, Lent season, I want you to think about these three things. Uh, giving, Praying and fasting. As I said, you don't have to follow what other people do. You find your own ways of doing it. But these are three pillars of spiritual life. Giving, praying, and fasting. You find your own, you come up with your own 
uh, method or your own way of doing praying, uh, giving praying and fasting. I'm sure that you will get so much benefit out of it. That uh, during this Lent time, 40 days, I want you to do something uh, meaningful and spiritual in your life. Let us sing together.